T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks for being with us, the PGP. Rolls right along. Last week we were in Minneapolis for the Super Bowl, so we actually had no PGP last week, which is kind of interesting considering Mraz always prides himself on always having a PGP no matter what it is. As long as he's working, he prides himself on having a PGP, but we did not have one last week. We remind you that you can upload those, any of these, at the PGP iTunes feed, also on the normal DA show iTunes feed as well. So, Mariah, is any good reason we didn't have one last week? Yeah, I noticed a little subtle jab out of me out of the out of the uh, break. The reason we did not have one is because, unlike past Super Bowls, there was not a second table for full blown recording. And then when I went over the tapings mm-hmm. schedule with Bill Ryder and with Amy Lawrence's producers and with Eric himself, there was a chain email amongst the four of us. Basically, it was near impossible to get full-blown taping, Hmm. and Eric did not want podcast taped in that secondary, uh, if you will, setup that was supposed to be just for interviews that engineers had set up. Gotcha. So everything was cleared with the bosses and gone over in a chain email with other producers. Didn't we, though, touch on this two weeks ago? That we said we would have one. Yeah, because I had audio recording equipment. Uh, that you had audio recording Yeah, equipment? I remember I said, I have all this stuff for Nomad. We'd be able to knock it out if we wanted to. Oh, good point. You said in the uh, hotel. Well, then on that part, then that one slipped my mind. I was going through everything with our bosses on Monday. I didn't even think about it last week. It did cross my mind because I confirmed everything on Monday with, I don't want to say our boss's name, but our boss at Radio Row. So is that only the second week we've ever missed a PGP? Yeah. Yeah. The first one that I've been involved in. Yes. The first one was in you were on vacation. Right. And that was the second one. Yes. Hmm. I think it's an understandable reason, though, that one didn't get put out. Right. You know, it was a very hectic week. Very. Well, that's why I didn't even realize it. Right. I mean, every day was a blur. Do I get an apology now? For what? I mean, it felt like it came out swinging at me there out of the out of the lead. No? It wasn't really a swing at you. I Just you always pride yourself on. We have I do PG. pride myself. I really do. I think we should churn out one a week, and I don't like the fact that we didn't have one last week. But extenuating circumstances last week. Of, I think our listeners understand. You know, we're on the road. We're not in our normal studios with all this setup. Things can happen. Overall, I had a great week. I thought Minnesota was a tremendous host city. It was dangerously cold, though, at times, which did prevent some things from happening. I, I think when the media complains about the weather, it comes off as Winerville because most of the country deals with cold weather these days, or around this time of year, rather. But I will say that it did just prevent, it just fundamentally prevented some things from happening. Like, you could not walk from building to building if it was more than, like, two blocks because it right. was negative eight degrees. At night, 
you couldn't wherever you went, you were pretty much staying at. You and you had to plan ahead of time by quite a bit because Ubers and taxis were at a minimum and nobody could like walk back to their hotel. I mean, you had to have an Uber because it was so cold and you couldn't really wait outside for very long. Like it, you had to be there when it showed up. You had to have a plan for every night while yeah. you were roaming around every day. And every day. I mean, you know, just w- from where the, the car drops you off to get inside the Mall of America, even if that was 50 feet or 100 feet, it was so blisteringly cold at times that you, if unless you... If Late in the week. I mean, early in the week wasn't that bad. No, right. It was in the 20s, early in the right. week, maybe the teens. Right. But late in the week, it did drop down to the negative digits. The and- last two days, for sure. I, I mean, I totally get what you're saying, but at no point did I tell myself in that week, like, hey, weather really either ruined or affected my time. But I get what you're saying. It didn't ruin uh, like anything. It, 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 it just- definitely would have helped if it was warmer, for sure. Yeah, I just think that it it is it's difficult to maneuver around a city when it's blisteringly cold. I would agree because we did have some plans. We never really got to check out really downtown downtown. I no. did for I did for a little bit on that Super Bowl Boulevard when you were when you were doing something. Yeah. I think you were filming a Nomad, and I went and I checked out. It was a pretty cold walk. I walked about eight blocks of it. And don't get me wrong, I was freezing. I was glad I got to see it, but we never really got to experience that because there's only so much walking you can do. Yeah. So on Thursday night, when you were hanging out with Justin Timberlake, it's just Justin to me. I, I had a uh, a gathering of of people in the industry, and then I was going to walk over to the place where Imagine Dragons were performing. That was the EA Sports party. How'd you get that invite, by the way? Because I was at this other party, I had a late invite. Gotcha. So okay. A lot of people kind of went over there. I hung out this this one. It was just really a cocktail hour. So I hung out for a long enough, you know, good enough time. And then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll head over there. And it was a 10-minute walk. And so I said, I'll, I'll just walk it. And midway through, I was like, oh, my God, this was the wrong decision. <laughs> because no cabs were just, like, coming by, like, in New York to just hail. And I couldn't stand still to wait for an Uber. You just had to keep moving. So it was like a eight-block walk. And I was like, oh, my God, this was a terrible decision <laughs> to the point where my ears really hurt and my head, I had the headache. It was so cold. You never had on? No. Oh. No, that was a bad idea. Right. You know? So I finally get into the sports party and Imagine Dragons comes on and we had to get up early anyway. So I just saw a couple of uh, songs, which is fine. But I said, well, I have to really plan on leaving right now very early because I can't wait outside for an Uber as well because everybody's going to be streaming out waiting for their cars and it's going to be chaos. Because nobody can walk anywhere. Even if you're, if your hotel was a five-minute walk, you probably are not walking. You're Ubering I mean, back. Yep. So I had to kind of plan around that. And again, this is these are rich people probably. <laughs> this is first-world problems. Leave the Imagine Dragons concert. But it just, I saw this tweet also from one of the business reporters, sports business reporters, that said they'll never have another Super Bowl in Minnesota because it got super cold over the weekend and you couldn't do any of these sponsored events you couldn't do outdoor activation in other words you couldn't have anything outdoors for people to do because it was just too cold nobody would be outdoors like the NFL experience we both went to different days but that was indoors though it was indoor they couldn't have any part of that outdoors right when in a lot of other cities all of that is outdoors true so you're kind of from a business standpoint from an quote unquote activation standpoint I think a lot of sponsors just like lost money because they just couldn't get the amount of people they normally would to their events. That's sad though, because it really, genuinely, I really thought it was a good host city. I, I totally the setup agree. was great. Yeah, and the Mall of America ended up being great. Everybody was super nice, super friendly, clean city, efficient city. 
I thought it was great. Exactly. And the game, I, at least, we have a great game. The dome looked great on TV. So the game itself Beautiful. was not affected at all. No. I, I actually was sick because the whole time I, I experienced the whole week, I said to myself, you know what, Minnesota could get another one. That's sad that they won't. That stadium is just ridiculously beautiful. It's like you saw, no matter what road we were on going wherever, it was almost like a giant UFO. You just saw it from everywhere. Reminded me a lot of, of Jerry World in Dallas, the way you could just see it from all points. I, I just love a dome that is mostly glass. It's cool. Half of the roof is completely glass, and all of the side of one side of the building's glass. So it, I was talking to a couple of people that are Viking season ticket holders. They said it doesn't even feel like you're indoors. Obviously, it's climate-controlled when it's freezing outside, but... There's so much sunlight that comes in that you feel like you're outdoors, which is awesome. That's pretty cool. That's what you want. Definitely. So the Mall o- of America, by the way, was like that as well with the glass ceilings. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't because... Right above us. That's oh, why that's it was getting true. hot. It was glass ceiling all through the middle of the... And that's where they're hang, hanging in the Super Bowl. Exactly. Banners. It was give, to give you that effect because it's always so cold nine months out of the year, you know, that, that you're outside while you're walking around. That's a good point. That's a good point. So uh, no, it was a great, it was a great week. Uh, super happy with all the shows. Um, technically sta- uh, speaking, you did an amazing job booking guests. Bilotti did an amazing job back here at the studios, making sure everything runs uh, smoothly. Cap on the WatchDA.com stream did an amazing job putting up graphics and getting these things on replay and checking audio and all of that stuff. Amazing. Two uh, triple A's, Matt Stopsky and Ryan Hickey, I think deserve credit too. Absolutely, those guys filled in admirably when we needed some some bodies back here. All right, so after Super Bowl week, I want to delve into two things. Number one, this was an Easter egg that I promised on the PGP following Super Bowl week. Okay, do you remember Mraz when I said we were going to run a trick play? We're going to see how it works, and that will dictate to us whether we're able to broadcast Super Bowl week on Radio Row in video form. I remember it well. It was like our Nick Foles throwback into the end zone. Yes. And so now I can I can go into the details of that. People wanted to know what the trick play was. Now, last week we set up a video stream for the first time ever for us on Radio Row. That this The situation was Tiki and Tierney in Rome had the TV slot. They had the, the TV set because they were not only doing radio, but also simulcast on CBS Sports Network. We were in the the radio table, so we didn't have cameras with us. Right. So, because I knew that everybody wanted to watch the show with all these great guests, what we did was we set up, this is amazing, set up my iPhone. I had splitter cables for microphones that we would mic up all of our guests and myself on top of our normal headset. So the headset is for the radio broadcast. Then we would put lavalier mics, which is those little mics that clip onto your shirt, on both me and the guest. That would go into my into my iPhone, which is how I shoot Nomad, and then get to the audio fed in there. We would then use the Wi-Fi in the building to send it to Facebook Live. When it was on Facebook Live... Cap in the back doing the digital simulcast. Back in New York. Back in New York would pull that feed off of Facebook Live and then put it at watchda.com inside the window and then add graphics to it and add the commercial breaks and the graphics and everything like that. It was a pretty amazing thing. And when we were on Radio Row, we got a lot of a lot of love from PR people and athletes saying, how are you guys pulling this thing off? It was pretty surreal because I was even questioning how exactly it would look 
by the time it kicks back, I mean, we're going from Minnesota to New York with this in the cloud somehow, and then overlaying graphics, and it looked like a prime production. But Minnesota to Facebook Live, right. from Facebook Live to New York, to New York back with out. the graphics. Unbelievable. Yeah. How many, you know, because you would think a video would lose its luster going through that many channels, and it didn't, and the way it pumped out and came over Watch DA was surreal, off an iPhone. It was amazing. We so, officially can relate something to putting the man on the moon now. Yeah. So me and Cap had worked on this for a while. I had spoken to the engineering department about how we were going to do this, and uh, we figured out how to do it. So I love, you know me, I love figuring out a solution. When everybody says you can't do it, I love figuring out the solution to do it. Because I'm the first to bail on that. That's right. So me and Cat were high-fiving. We were so fired up that we, f- we figured it out and got it done. So the, there was a trick play that we ran. We ran this. We ran the trick play to figure this out when you... We're heating up the TGI Friday's appetizers in the break room. Right. For those that remember that segment, it seemed a little out of left field. Like, why randomly is Mraz on a cell phone on Facebook Live trying to describe heating up appetizers? All of a sudden, I'm doing my football food of the week from the break room. The Wi-Fi is choppy. Yeah, it was bad. It was a terrible segment. We threw an interception in practice. Yes. Big time. It was bad. Um, It was really bad, but the reason we ran that was we had to figure out whether we could pull on live, whether we could pull live what was happening on Facebook Live and then pull it to the Watch DA web stream and then use that audio on the air. What we found out was the audio that we were pulling from you from Facebook Live was a disaster. It was low. It was not good. It was cloudy, and it was on obviously a long delay, so it was hard for me to work around it. But the video worked. You you in that break room eating jalapeno poppers. Right. That worked. We could put that right up on the web stream. So that's almost like the, the mice growing the black fur from the French fry oil. Like there's something there. There's we something found there. something. Yes. So what we had to do, and this I thought was brilliant on Cap's part, was he took the video and the audio and then chopped out the radio feed when we would go to the interview. So he would carry the show coming back from commercial break. And then once we went to the interviews, he would only use the audio coming out of Facebook Live so that it, it synced up. It synced up with the video. But that meant that you were not getting the radio feed. So it didn't sound like it did on the radio just in terms of the quality of the microphones and what it was picking up in terms of ambient noise. But I did not have that micro- the microphones out of your iPhone, let's say, when I was shooting the Friday right. scene. We realized... The volume would be too far away. We needed the mics. Everybody had to be mic'd up. Yes. But um, by by the end of the week, we had figured it out and gotten it down to a, a, a science. You would put the guests on headset. I had already been mic'd up with a lavalier mic all uh, during the show. You would then, with every guest, put the lavalier mic clipped onto their tie or to their jacket or to their sweater. And then we would go Facebook Live right before uh, we went on the air with them. Cap would take that stream as soon as that happened and put it up on watchda.com. We had the schedule laid out, so he would build the graphics beforehand of what guests we were going to have. And by the end, it was a, it was a machine, man. It was a machine. And one of our bosses came by. I was like, what are you guys doing? And I told him, he goes, you should probably be in charge of CBS Digital. I said, yes, I know. <laughs> it was a major win. I mean, I think, Big win. I think when you look at radio 20 years from now, more shows are doing this, we could say we were, we were pioneered. We broke through the digital barrier. No doubt. And the coolest thing was we were replaying those interviews all throughout the week. So the best segments that happened on Monday, you could still see on Friday if you waded through uh, all the segments. Yeah, how long was the loop by the end of the week? I don't know, man. It must have been multiple hours. 
That's good TV. It's great. I mean, if you could sit there and watch 19 hours of Super Bowl coverage. Right. I think it's it's a must-have. It's a must-have. Speaking of, uh, you know, watching and listening to Super Bowl coverage, we'll get to that coming up with the controversy surrounding Sunday morning football. One other note, though, uh, from Super Bowl week. So I was super proud about that. I also really enjoyed Couch, our 90s sitcom <laughs> spinoff. Where would you rank Couch compared to Full House of Pancakes and Kenny and the Pooh Bear? They're all like that's like asking for your favorite children. So I mean they're I mean they're all cut from the same cloth. Yeah, I I guess I still got to give Kenny and the Pooh Bear the edge because it's like your first. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's, it's you first. and Brock that's just like chaos. And, and it was but that, really like a sitcom. And it was more of an edge because it was on overnights. There really was no sleep. I was out of place on his couch. Yeah, there was another random roommate there. He hated me as it was. Yeah. I still probably rank Kenny the Boo Bear for the for those reasons, but I think I like Couch a little better than Full House of Pancakes because it felt less rushed because we had a whole week as opposed to three days and we let the storyline play out. By the end, basically, we got to the last episode of Couch <laughs> and suddenly I was ditching you. Yeah, that was a good turn of events. It, it was like the kid in the sixth sense you realize he's talking to a dead person the whole time. It was a good <laughs> twist by the end of the Couch. <laughs> in terms of um, the production, what oh, you it was think? hysterical. And it, they're all really funny. They're all really funny, but I I, I mean it's hysterical. The the, the coach music. Now I'm, I'm gonna start calling Coach Couch on I its know. own now. I know. Uh you know, just with the dumb liners. It always put me in a good mood when I was on headset hearing that come back, uh, and then just let it rip and talk about what was going on. It was really funny. I always got such a kick out of it. And and the only problem was by the end of the week we had no free segments because right. we were so jammed with the guests. Where I kind of wish we had more chances to do couch because I, th- I feel like there was more to get into. Yeah, I feel like we're forgetting stuff we didn't get into. Uh, let me also say that... The well, almost e- like, you know, they do Real Housewives in New Jersey. We might need to have the Real Housewives in New Jersey re- uh, reunion. Like the yeah. couch reunion yeah. at the end of the week. Yeah, the um, the uh, the Airbnb turned out great. Beautiful We place. loved it by the end of the play, uh, end of the week. I saw we got a good review, too. I got to kick back to my email. Yeah. Which, phew. Yeah. Thank goodness. He didn't notice we, we stole some Tide Pods. Not to eat, <laughs> but to do our own laundry. <laughs> And we left a little bit of a, a beer stain on the uh, balcony because we left the beer overnight and it froze and broke. Yeah, but you know what? It's battle scars. You yeah. understand that if you're living in Minneapolis. Yeah. We left them with some half-eaten salsa, so that, that's a plus for them. And I guess the fish survived. Yeah, though I. it's funny. You asked me, <laughs> you asked me uh, towards the end of the week, Mraz, did you feed the fish? And I told you yes, and I did. The problem was I'd only fed it like two hours early. I was on like Thursday. I was supposed to feed it on Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, boy. I woke up at like four in the morning to use the bathroom, and I said to myself, the fish! I never fed the fish. I went over and fed it in the middle of the night and then went back to bed. So it only got fed once the entire week, which I think is good. I think fish can live off of that. I wonder if that's how I've always killed all my fish. I probably fed my fish every day thinking that they eat like a dog or a cat. No, no, no. They'll explode. It's supposed to be like every other day, every two days. So this fish got fed Sunday when he left and didn't get fed, fed till early Thursday morning. I think that's good. I think that's good, too. I think that's really good. I mean, if it dies, I'm blaming his cloudy tank, not us. If he dies, he dies. If he dies, <laughs> if he, dies he dies. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we had, a, we had a good time in Minnesota. But there was controversy surrounding Sunday morning football. And today, during Trash Tuesday, oh, no. one of our listeners tweeted that they're trashing us. Because they were unable to download the Sunday Morning Football Podcast. And they said it's your biggest show of the year. We had a special three-hour edition of Sunday Morning Football. 
We had taped guests from David Carr from NFL Network, Michael Robinson, NFL Network. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, all-time. Anthony Munoz. This year's leading NFL rusher for the Kansas City Chiefs, Anthony Munoz, one of the greatest ever offensive linemen Hall of Famer. I gave my prediction. I broke everything down. We had the best sound check ever. Well, the best excessive celebration ever. We had one of the original calls of the 1960 NFL championship oh, wow. game for the Eagles, the last championship, that radio call of the final call, which is amazing. I should dig that up. You know, we brainstormed, myself and Ward, about what we would do. He went on YouTube and found the full radio call of the entire game. Wow. And the final play, it's against the Packers. The Packers are driving down four, I believe. They're inside the red zone. They need a touchdown. With 15 seconds to play, they run a screen pass, I believe, to Jim Taylor. He's tackled at like the eight-yard line with about five seconds left. Had they been able to run up and get another snap off, they have one shot of the end zone. Instead, Chuck Bednarik lays on top of Jim Taylor uh-huh. until the clock expires, and that's it, Eagles win. So the call was amazing. So we had all the stuff. We had all the best calls or the best snippets of interviews during Radio Row with all these guests. So this was one of the best shows you've ever done, and it didn't get uploaded to podcast form. It did not. So you check, and you say this. I see it here. It's uploaded. Right, through our podcasting system, because I could see anything uploaded under the DA show feed, if you will. So James Ward, executive producer of Sunday Morning Football for 18 of the 20 weeks this year. Two weeks he had to take off for hernia surgery. But um, that's when Stu filled it, and Stu does I don't mean to laugh at hernia surgery. It's just funny to hear that. And he uploaded it, but apparently you found out that he did not click public. So it was uploaded in a private scenario, but unless you the hit... The final step when we upload any of our podcasts, whether it be this, the Permission Granted podcast, whether it be the hours, whether it be the interviews, the final step to all of that is, as long as it's living on the feed, is there's just a little button at the right that you have to click public, and that will send it out, bang, to where you go to DeonCBS.com. That's the final step. So it was living, it was breathing, he just failed to click that, so therefore it never went public for you to get on your iTunes feed or DA on CBS.com. So, I, by the way, I noticed this problem because I would be lying if I wasn't guilty of this in the past myself. I'm not going to make myself out to be King Podcast over here. You familiarize yourself with this exact I have, mistake. I have made that mistake at least twice, so I am not trying to make any excuse for Ward at all because it's the biggest show of the year, but I would be an idiot. And a total glass house and a hypocrite if I now went on a rant bashing Ward to you. So, number oh, one. big of me to do that. I'm glad you pointed out being big. Okay. <laughs> That's usually how that goes. Just want to remind everybody I'm being the bigger man here. I'm very classy. Number one, it's the worst show to make this mistake on. You got to double check your work. But you also, when we go home or he's later on in the day, got to just make sure it's on the feed. Right. He didn't do so. Did not. I went home and I looked for it to tweet it out and it wasn't up. And usually I give Ward a little bit of time because he's dealing with a lot of other things on Sundays. So I said it'll eventually get up. And then I never went back to check and it wasn't. So number one, it's a long off season for Ward. Very, very long. This is like Marcus Williams blowing the coverage for the Saints in the Vikings game. Because that's your last play. And now you got that's gonna hang over you all off season. Right. As I noted to you, if I make a mistake like that, at least I know I'm back out at worst it's a Friday and I'm back out there Monday with you. 
You got two days to sit on it. Exactly. At worst. At worst. If it's midweek, I'm back out there the next day. I take the mound the next day, take the court, and I'm ready to deliver. And I can, you know, make up for my sins, if you will. Yeah. Ward, not a lot of time to make up for his sins. He's got to wait until week one of the football season. That's a long, long. I mean, we still got the combine. We got the draft. We got free agency. And people on Super Bowl Sunday are looking to listen because it's going to have my prediction. It's going to have all these great guests. It's the day where no football plays until 640 Eastern time. So you have all day to consume content. It's the one day. It's different during the year, during the season, because we're off the air at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Kickoffs are two hours later. So you could say, well, you know, it's timeliness. Who's going to listen to it in podcast right. form this anyway? you had all day and all people were day. looking for different content instead of the normal nonsense. Dying for it. Now, is it a bad job by that guy to throw James Ward under the bus to you in a tweet? No, because how could he know? He couldn't know. I guess that's true. He's just, he's sending it to me like, I don't know why this didn't happen. I would agree. I don't think he's in the wrong because he's a fan who's looking for the podcast, but I know if that was me, you <laughs> that, always, Ward, I would, you know, that one wouldn't sit well with me. I have a problem with this guy. Come to me about. Don't go at DA on CBS. Go at Mraz CBS with the podcast and problems. Anything we can hide from you, the better. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. So do I bring this to management? Okay. Um, I don't think you should. I'm going to also come clean on something to save the whole show here. You were laughing and giggling when I had you dead to rights on the show just no. an hour ago. So I know you got something. No, no, no. Well, here because here's – I didn't want to do this in front of Pete, but – Pete, the only reason I knew it was on the feed was because of Pete, because of Ward, which may also make Ward look worse here. Okay, what do you mean? This is this is this is where this makes no sense. This is gonna what I'm gonna say to you ultimately is gonna make Ward look even worse right now. Okay, and it's also gonna make Pete look bad. Okay, and I'm just gonna come clean on everything. Yesterday, James Ward in the afternoon texted me a screenshot of our podcast feed on daoncbs.com. That showed all the write-ups labeled as Tuesday with yesterday's date, not Monday. So Pete Pilati messed up the entire labeling system of yesterday's show. I had to go back with Pete already having left. When did you do that? Yesterday? Yesterday afternoon. So Pete had already left, and James had let me know, because Pete usually is in charge of double-checking that, that this had gone on. So the reason I went into our podcast feed, because Pete podcasted, is because Ward double-checked our work. for I don't know why he was going. Maybe he was just going to listen to the shows. Would be my assumption. He's still a fan of the show. And he said, hey, you better change this. So I went into our feed to bail Pete out before you noticed and changed the labels and the write-ups <laughs> on the date. But what I mean by the ironic part is Ward went into that but yet didn't notice then that Sunday morning football wasn't up. So he corrected us while on that feed and didn't see there that oh. Sunday morning football wasn't up. So when I went in to fix Pete's work, that's how I knew Sunday morning football was technically podcasted because I noticed it, it was the first one underneath all of the three write-ups from Monday's show. So think about so think about that. Yeah, that that circle there. Well, think about how broken our process is. You've got to be the one that fixes Bilotti and Ward's work, right? And you're the one that always messes up. It's, it's a bad situation. This is terrible. But Ward Ward acknowledging though that Pete messed up to me to give me a heads up. Yeah. Doesn't Ward, see his own problem that his own show isn't up there. Ward makes a mistake and is blind to it, but catches 
Bilotti's mistake. Right. Bilotti makes a mistake but is blind to it, doesn't catch Ward's mistake. Right. They call you, and you've got to correct both of their mistakes. Meantime, you're well, the one that usually makes the mistakes. Technically, Ward didn't call me to correct his mistake. He didn't even know he made his mistake, which I think is the bigger issue because he was on the page seeing other people's mistakes and didn't notice his own mistake. Should Bilotti have caught his mistake, not realizing that the game, the, the show wasn't published? The Sunday morning football? I can't blame Pete that because we're – if we want to think of this under a greater organizational standpoint, <laughs> we prob- are the Browns at this point. Right. Pro- Everything is falling between the cracks. Right. Probably, but to be fair to Pete and myself, we do not work on Sunday morning football. So I, sh- if I really wanted to go, I could have noticed on DA and say, hey, did Ward take care of his work? I could have double checked him. But as far as I'm concerned, the, the way to double check it would be the same way Pete could have saw what I saw. When he goes to our page that is built for the actual uploading process, we see Sunday morning football living there as the podcast before. Now, for us now to click that, go inside, make sure Ward clicked public, we're going to assume if it's there that Ward clicked public. You know what I'm saying? So, this is just organizational failure. Organizational failure. We need a quality control assistant. We really do. For Ward to notice other people's problems while missing his, and then for me to go clean up clean up the mess when I'm the biggest problem maker and, and misser is a real problem. This is an issue. Okay, so let me also, okay, that's the first part. So you don't think I should go to management? I don't. I think you should go to Ward, although I already did notify Ward at the end of our show. I'm also going to come clean with this. Hey, just to let you know, I went back and I clicked it public. Somebody tweeted at DA and let him know. He tweeted at me two words, great news. In which case, Tom DeCelestino now, <laughs> who I sent that screenshot to, yeah, said, <laughs> I'm screenshotting everybody's text, by the way, <laughs> who works on Jim Roman Tiki Tierney shows. <laughs> it was this am- the Mueller investigation. Right, exactly. <laughs> Says to me, how many how many times has DA used the quote, this can't happen to Ward in the next hour? <laughs> I said at least 50. <laughs> so everybody's on high alert. It's like the fake tsunami warnings that are going out all over the place. <laughs> this can't happen. You really realize, too, how certain industries have, like, rats. You know what I mean? Because everybody, like, you haven't even directly talked to Ward yet, and everybody here already knows what happened, and Ward's been notified, I think, by four people that that he's about to get, you know, beat down. Okay, so I texted Ward. Oh, you did? I was going to say, at this point, you should wait another three hours, let him sit about it. Yeah, I know, I should have, but I texted him, but I guess he had heard from you guys. Okay, so what did he say? His response? Weird. I could have sworn I did that. Sorry, man. Right out of the Mraz playbook there. Okay, so what do we make of that? Um, I think he probably could have sworn he did it because I've been there and could have sworn I did it. Uh-huh. He's hoping you don't respond with a, did you double check so the conversation doesn't continue? <laughs> and using the word weird, he leaves it open for a glitch we both know didn't happen. <laughs> well done. That is absolutely right. Leave the door open for a glitch. It's not my fault. Right. Weird. Blame the system. I clicked it. I Ask engineering. Had to have been a problem. Because I've been there. You know, because once you blame it on technological issues, there's no way of proving I'm lying. So I will go down with that ship. So the sorry man, he takes some responsibility. But leaves the door open. The weird right. leaves some responsibility out there. And then could have sworn I did it is. I think I clicked it. Something went wrong in the computer system. Or I understand that I was that that was the job. I right. always do that. I always do that. Please don't ask me about this again. I understand that Sean's taking care of it for me. Well, okay, what's more painful for Ward? If I respond or if I don't respond? Oh, if you respond. If I respond. If I just leave this here. Does leave it- this here. He shakes it off. He's back out there working with Bill Ryder Wednesday. He moves on with his life. Doesn't <laughs> have to see you again until next football season. <laughs> 
and he hopes so much has passed, and you know he's at your birthday, and everybody's <laughs> laughing at a good time, and you don't remember how he ended the season. I see him on Fridays, though. You do see him on Fridays. Woo! That's uh, I mean, if you, I won't see him this Friday. I'll be off this Friday. Then you know what? I think you got to say something because if he now, if you don't say something in a text, I really don't even want to have this happen. Award. And you don't see him Friday. I think you're gonna. There's so much that's gonna happen that you're gonna forget the next Friday you see but him. I don't understand why you're trying to defend Ward here because you have gone after him publicly on the show for being a crap producer. You have attacked him by saying he doesn't do anything. That he's a lazy. You called him a lazy producer on the air. I have. Here's the truth. Me and James Ward will always be attached at the hip because we came into the industry together. We were two interns. I know. And, you're part of the same draft class. Right. So I'm. it's like Peyton Manning. I mean, Eli always, you know, in sync with Roethlisberger. You're going to compare careers. So, yeah, <laughs> to you, I'm going to say I'm a better producer than him. But deep down, I want him to be succeed, successful. And I think James Ward does a good job, genuinely. And I think he has a lot on his plate, goes unrecognized. Because unlike me, where I just have to worry about this show, he is producing several other shows on this Sunday. So a lot, I can understand, get full through the cracks. Should he have double-checked his work? Absolutely. Am I a hypocrite if I pound that home? Absolutely, because I haven't double-checked my work If before. I told management, what would they say? They either wouldn't be happy with Ward or they wouldn't be happy with you by bringing the problem to them and not handling it in-house. I, I wouldn't be overreacting, though. No, because it's your biggest show of the year. Uh, and I am not about to sit here and pound the gavel that I want you to go to management about Ward. That would be a bad look for me. Because it sets a precedent. Sets a precedent. This is Because then tape. I go to management about you. Exactly. I think the more we handle South, you t- like you said, we have been as producers with you. We're dogs that pee on the rug from time to time, and sometimes you need a newspaper in the face, and it's going to suck, and I'm going to beat myself up when it happens to me for 24 to 48 hours. But in the end, I know eventually we'll have a beer, and everything's going to be okay, as long as you keep doing your job right. Ward, I you know, if you want to rub his nose in a little more, I have no issue with that. I've got those, and as Joe Dean can tell you, when Ward used to work our show at night, and Ward made a boo boo, yeah. Uh, let's say it was a Thursday night and Jody was in Friday. It was yeah. always me and Jody that heard about it, and we had to take the brunt of it. Ward skated a lot of the issues on the DA show night problems whenever he had a problem. It was only me and Jody that ever got to talking to. Me and Jody used to talk behind Ward's back about it all the time. <laughs> this is ridiculous. He's messing up here left and right, and we're getting yelled at because we didn't double-check his work. And then by the time he's in again, DA forgets about it. <laughs> so if he gets his nose rubbed in a lecture on this one, I'm not going to cry foul. I just don't want you going to bosses about it. That's where I stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Is that I think that's fair. I think it's fair. No, I think that's fair. I don't think I've made myself look bad in any way here. I think <laughs> this is totally fair. Let me tell you though, Tom DeCelestino, who works some other shifts here, uh, has been waiting for one of you guys to mess up. Oh yeah. Desperately waiting. Wants to work on the show badly. Has openly I mean stumped for Getting one of these producing jobs. Wants to work on this show, understandably so. Felt like Paul George telling the Pacers he wants to be a Laker. (laughs) (laughs) He has been waiting for you to get canned. Right. And now, with Ward, with this mistake, first thing he says is, hey, let me know if you want my resume. Sunday morning football. And he's got it printed and ready. He is. He's pushing hard. And all he ever says when you guys make a mistake, he goes, just give me an interview. I'm just asking for an interview. It's like the Rooney rule. Yes, you need so, the DeCelestino rule. It is. There's a Tom D rule. Oh, yeah. And when the moment he said that, by the way, Bilotti walked out. That would be my job. You know, Bilotti. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people waiting. You know, Kaplan on the digital team, he'd be ready to take take the throne too. It's a hot job. It is. 
It's the manager of the Yankees. Everybody wants to do it. Everybody wants in. Everybody wants in. So I just, you know, I'm going to keep on the Cincinnati. Yeah, it's like taking the defensive coordinator slot at Alabama. You I know on- it leads to another job. I honestly feel in good standing right now because I feel like this Ward talk has made it feel like Ward's the manager and I'm the GM. Like I'm meeting with the owner here about, <laughs> about his job status when I know I stink at picking the players. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> At least we had a fun side, eh? <laughs> Organizational failure. I See, the funny thing is I don't know if this is entertaining to anybody but us, but if the PGP is going to be real drilled down into the, the background right. scenes, this is today's drama. It is today's drama. Plus, the ironic part would be if they never listen to it because it doesn't go public. <laughs> 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 and I can alert you now. Don't text me later. I am not going to have time to tape side B today. It'll be up tomorrow. I don't need that text later. All right. Uh, do you have to leave for I I do. Minutes? I have to do a sportsman. I'm actually leaving work early today, so I have to leave here in 20 minutes. The only thing is I, I really want – I loved you and Robbie Rosenhaus yelling about the Vikings, leaving the Vikings game early two weeks ago. I thought it was brilliant. I just thought it was really fun, fun, funny radio. Uh, we need to have Rosenhaus back on this PGP. He needs to be back in the side, side B. He earned another crack. Right away. I might have to be on the phone. Uh, He's not available in person until Friday. I could tape side B of next week with him Friday. And we can get one up with somebody in person. Right. That might be better because you guys need to be in person with one another. Okay. So then I will have somebody here tomorrow on side B. Which, by the way, if you're listening to this, tomorrow means nothing. Right. Uh, And then Friday, little spoiler alert, I will already have taped for the next week's side B with him. Good. Uh, He deserves another shot. All right. Listen. Sometimes you call a guy up from the minors, he throws six scoreless innings, you go, you got to get him out there next Tuesday <laughs> no night. Question. So we'll, we'll see what he's got. There's no question. He might give up three homers in the first, but we might as well see. You have to see. Right. At this point, look, we're into February. Throws another gem, suddenly it's a guy you're not paying a lot of money to to be a quality starter. <laughs> it's a good value. It's a good value, exactly. <laughs> All right, that's side A. Here's side B. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP. This is Merez here with you, host of Side B, joined by Pete the Body Bilotti, back from a sabbatical, if you will, because we had no PGP last week, as we just mentioned Robbie Rosenhaus the week before. It's been three weeks since we've heard from Pete or Pete. Damn right it's been three weeks since we heard from Robbie Rosenhaus. I mean, when I take a backseat to Robbie Rosenhaus, I know I'm in trouble. Is this a budding rivalry? No, I like Robbie. Oh, now you like Robbie. Well, Robbie, Robbie. See, you're, Pete, this is what you do. You like everybody. You bash everybody behind their back to me. That's not true. And then the moment we get you on a mic, I like this guy. I like that's that not guy. True. You're so full Robbie, of it Rob, no, That's not true. Robbie, Robbie can be a little like a bear Much? Hug. Yeah, it could be like a bear hug. He can engulf hug. you. Yeah, it's like a bear hug, and you sink in the bear hug for about 12 minutes. That's how Robbie can be sometimes. Yeah. But he's a but it comes from a good place. He has a good heart, but he will beat the heck out of you oh, with conversation. Yeah, for sure. So if you listen to the PGP two weeks ago, our last PGP, you heard me spar out of Robbie Rosen. As you can tell, he's a very nice guy. But problem is, when he walks around this newsroom, he calls you over. He's one of these guys, calls you over. Oh, I hey, hate that. Hey, hey, you got a minute, Sean? Right. And I'm like, okay, you know, and it's never anything important. Right, you think something happened. Right, like it becomes so secretive, like uh-huh. I got some, and it's never anything important. I hate that, because then you think like like some, someone died, so, uh, or he had a tragedy right. going like on. like I got a real secret for you, then it's, right. you know. He's quitting. Then it's, know. You know, it's basically this. <laughs> they ran out of white cheddar popcorn in the, you know, <laughs> in the machine. Well, didn't you have to go down to the, to the, his car yeah. last week? 
And, or a couple weeks ago? It, all, the, all it was about was he had to pay me for Super Bowl boxes. <laughs> I can't. Big production. That's Robbie, folks. That's Robbie. Robbie, just come back up. You may, I, right. I, 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 just I'll explain when you get that. Explain what? You're giving me money. Now, well, he was in, super, he was in uh, uh, yes. the Mall of America. So right. Minnesota, and the backstory behind this, Robbie Rosenhaus we're getting into. And we're going right off where I, right I off wanted the, to start here. But anyway, right Robbie Rosenhaus, who was the big Viking fan who drove from Boston to Philly and then left early, we ended up confirming on Super Bowl week with Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, that Robbie Rosenhaus did, in fact, drive Paul Allen's, uh, I guess, domestic partner, if you will, and other Vikings players' wives from the game early. So it's unbelievable that he has this connection. How does that it. happen? That's my question. Robbie Rosenhaus, like he explained in the last PGP, was a producer for Paul Allen, stayed in touch with him because he was the voice of the Vikings. So Robbie Rosenhaus ended up not being a liar. Right. He's still a phony and a fraud for leaving early, bottom line. <laughs> but he ended up not being a liar. But anyway, he was in Minnesota all week. And I got to tell you one of the funniest things. So he's doing getting sound for WFAN in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, going to the press conferences and everything. He comes around. Radio Row. Nice and, check with that. Too. And Rob, I'll give you a little behind the scenes here. Robbie Rosenhaus comes to Radio Row, really doing nothing at Radio Row, but just annoying us. <laughs> and the worst thing happened was earlier in the week, DA, after listening to the last PGP, tells Rosenhaus at one of these media events, I got to tell you, I thought you were great on the PGP. I think you and Mraz got oh, a little something. Yeah, that's the last thing he needs to hear. The last thing he needs to hear. So his head blew up right away. So now he's hovering around our table at Radio Row. So, he's such a nice guy that he goes to help out another play.itradio.com podcast outside the cage with our boys Ike Feldman and Peter Hoffman. They're uh, there too? They weren't there. No, 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 no. Walking around Radio Row is Matt Mitrione, Bellatar, Bellator. Okay. Star. Yes, We've yes. had him in studio on the DA show. Yeah. Robbie Rosenhouse takes it upon himself and says, I'm going to get him on a headset at the CBS Sports Radio table and get Ike and Pete back in a studio to dial up the ISDN line and interview them and do a radio row interview from back in New York. He, you know, he's going he's gonna to have a little ambition, if you will. So he sets the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. The interview starts. Oh. Our boss goes right up to uh, goes right up to Robbie. Says to him in front of other people. Oh, I, have no. wit- I wasn't witness to this, but I, little birdies told me. What the, you know, basically, heck, heck are you doing here? Mm-hmm. He goes, ah, you know, I'm just I'm doing an interview for uh, Outside the Cage or whatever. And our boss was not happy about it because he did not clear it with our boss when we have other tapings going on at the table. Now, apparently there was no conflict. Right. But he wasn't happy that he wasn't cleared. And Robbie apparently got visibly angry with our boss that he was even being questioned about this. Our boss ended it by asking, what the heck are you even doing in Minnesota? Which really, <laughs> that really brought down the confidence. Sources to the ground tell me Robbie wasn't too happy about <laughs> oh, it. Oh my goodness! So Robbie, Robbie, Robbie has pride though. Robbie has pride. Put his foot down. And said, "I'm taking care of other shows and other podcasts." So that gives you a little context of the guy we're dealing with on the last PGB. Nice guy will go out of his way for you, but sometimes doesn't realize what he's doing or an engulf show. He doesn't understand bit. the room. Does. <laughs> exactly. But 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 unlike but unlike others that don't understand the room, they're they're good about it. Yeah, he's good about it. Now, let's if he makes a couple more PGP appearances here, though, are we going to be a little uh, a little annoyed with him? Oh, the silence there was deafening. Look, you look. took a, you took a pause. No, you I took a pause. It is, it is what it is. I I'm here. It is what it is. You sound like Malcolm Butler right now after the Super Bowl. Look, I'm here. I'm happy to contribute my opinions. Uh, I'm happy to contribute my opinions to the podcast, and more than happy to help out. In any way. So if I need to step aside for Robbie, 
I would. Whoa. That's the type of company man I am. Or the type or, or loyalty I have to you guys. The DA show. Yes, this is like Malcolm Butler. Forget the company man. Are the reports true about late to curfew and smoking weed before the Super Bowl? Uh, Yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I have to be at the Super Bowl in order for that to happen. Now, okay, now speaking of that, before we let you go, (laughs) what we all know, and we've talked about the on air product and how it sounded, sounded great, I think, the whole Radio Row week. The guests looking great on camera. We've discussed Kaplan handling the camera stuff. You, though. We're behind the scenes making sure all the audio ran properly. You ran the show from back in New York City without a lot of fanfare. I want to say good job to you, number one. Thank you. Number two, was it chaotic? Were you angry? Be honest. Were you angry at any point at me and D'Air? Frustrated? I, I was frustrated. Okay. Why? I wasn't angry at you guys. I, I, I under, when it's hard, it's hard on remotes to okay. communicate uh, to communicate with anybody back at the at. The remote. Okay, and a, and a remote, anybody. for our listener who doesn't know, it's not a remote control. It's a show done out of the studio. Correct, correct. Like we would have been doing it radio. It's rock. very hard to communicate what we need done to anybody there when you can't talk to anybody. That that can get frustrating. Because there was one point I looked down, I had three missed calls from you one morning. I went, right. oh, no. And I didn't even call you back because I felt like I was well, getting yelled I, at. I just, like, if when the engineer decides to, oh, I'm going to go uh, take a, a lunch break, and I'll just turn off the mics for five minutes. I don't know if you've gone away or if the line has exploded. It's a fair, it's you know? fair point. So, like, give me a give me a cue, give me a heads up. But but the shows ran smooth because they were they're a perfectly oiled machine with DA and you running it. You guys See, this knew is, it, Pete. This is so typical. You're going to give us compliments. We're complimenting you. You did a good job. Well, no, I'm just could have done without you bailing on Monday for the Royal Rumble. Well, you know what? I have a personal life. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> no, no. I, I look. I it's something I like to do. I like to go to one of these events a year, and I went there to the Royal Rumble. I thought it was a, a good thing. Didn't have to fly. We just took the car, and uh, I could save for the wedding. Do you think you have to grow up? No. Missing work to go to a wrestling event? Oh come on! Little, it's little, a missing work. It's not like I, I, I no showed. A little immature, don't you think? Well, I, not like I no showed like some others. <laughs> you know, I, I. I People know showed the work. I put it behind I, the scenes. I put in for the time off. I got the time off, and it doesn't matter what I do with right. my time the off. The job didn't have to prove you on the time Correct. Off. As you can see, I'm really trying to needle you and get you, you going. You are trying to needle me. me, yeah. And you know what? I, I don't talk behind people's backs. Anything I say, I would say up front. All right, so you're going to go tell Rosen how she think he's a loser? I didn't say he was a loser. I, th- I think he... I think he. What did you say? Did I say he was a loser? You may have said it to me in the past. I might have. Well, at that point, he was. <laughs> at that point, he was. But, but Robbie knows I think he's a great guy. All right. In the bottom line. Well, you can follow Pete in those scorching hot takes on Twitter. <laughs> scorching. CBS Pete, CBS Pete the body. CBS Pete the body. And you can follow me on Twitter at Instagram at MarazCBS. Hey, start getting those Valentine's Day things together here. Uh, you know, your wife and girlfriend has paid their dues. Take care. Good, good weekend. Everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.